The anonymous landlord is more than just making profit from property. It's a system of automation and a strategy which will shape the way you invest in property forever. It's a quality of life, it's a way of life. It's a business mindset. The anonymous landlord will make loads of money from property and continue to grow wealth and assets without giving up time or energy or life. Because what's the point in making a load of money from property if you've got no time or energy to enjoy it? My name's Tom Sone, and this is The Anonymous Landlord. A very good afternoon to you. So today I want to answer a very common question that I'm asked all the time by property investors and also just regular buyers. And that is, what makes a good solicitor? What solicitor should I choose to do the conveyancing for my purchase? Well, look, there's not really different solicitors that are better for investors or better for first time buyers or anything like that. But I believe that there are ways that you can spot a good solicitor and ways that you can get a good solicitor. So I want to share them with you so that you can get a good solicitor. Um, but I will precede this by saying that solicitors that have experience in dealing with investment properties might well be better than solicitors that just deal with the standard everyday normal residential purchases where people are just moving from one property to another or so on and so on. But but it is a good question. Now, I think this is going to annoy some people as well because everybody's got their own opinion. Of course they have. And what some people have experienced with their solicitor that they've used might be different to what people have experienced with other solicitors. And look, at the end of the day, they have a process to follow. They have a job to do. So here's a few ways that you might be able to identify and find a good solicitor. So first of all, this, by the way, came about from a question that I was asked by a property investor who's buying their first investment property. So that's awesome. Good luck to you. Um, and they've just asked that question, Tom, how do I choose a good solicitor? This is my first purchase, so I'm nervous about choosing the wrong one. Okay, I'm assuming that this person does not have a solicitor that they've used multiple times, which of course would be my first recommendation, is to just carry on using a good solicitor that you've used lots of times. Now, I always think that the estate agent's recommendation is always a good way to go. But that's only if they recommend a local solicitor. Now, again, this is personal preference and experience. My experience of using the big, large corporate solicitors, they become really hard work. But that's just my experience and also the experience of me being in property for 22 years now. So I would say that that's a reasonable experience to, uh, to give you an answer on. But look, in, in the whole, the large corporate, massive solicitors have always been harder work than the smaller local ones. Now, that's not a hard and fast rule. You don't have to be local. You don't have to be small. I'm just saying that in comparison, I hear more problems and complaints with the large, massive organizations than I do with the smaller ones. And the reasons for that is because I've always found, and so have my clients, that the large companies are harder to get hold of, they're slower to respond, 
You can never reach them. You try and call them all the time. You always get their voicemail. You email them, you get an email back two days later, and they're nowhere near you. If they're a massive company, normally they're nowhere near you. And that makes it difficult for me. You can't just pop in. You can't knock a door. It's difficult to pick up the phone. You don't really know who you're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. There's different people that you'll deal with on different days. For me, that becomes difficult, especially when you're dealing with arguably the biggest purchase of your life. And that's the same for property investors and for regular regular buyers. The next, so, so basically that tip was, Try to go for a small to medium sized company that's nearer to you, that that you have, that you find easier to contact and easier to, to deal with. The second tip I'll give you is that the cheapest are normally the worst. Now I know so many property investors that buy their first property and when they get when they get shown the solicitor's bill, they say, oh. Well, I'm not going with them. That's 1,500 quid. That's 1,000 quid, 750, whatever. But then what the, the mistake I see a lot of property investors make is they then try and find the cheapest estate agent and they start comparing the fees. Now, there's a reason why those, those solicitors, I meant, I meant solicitors, there's a reason why those solicitors are cheap. It's because they work on high volumes of cases because they're still a business. They've still got to make money. So what they do is rather than charging a thousand pounds on a hundred cases, they charge five hundred pounds on two thousand cases. So they work on high volume, lower fee. Now the problem with that is you still need the same amount of resources, manpower, systems, automation, technology, and time in order to process a case. Every case is the same from one solicitor to the next. There's no debating that because they all have to follow the same process. They all have the same systems to follow. So with the cheaper solicitors, you normally find that they don't have enough resources to give you 100% attention and to cope with the high volume of cases. And that's why you get real problems and complaints with the cheaper solicitors. And sorry if I keep saying estate agents. I mean solicitors. You know what I mean. So that's a quick rule. If you're looking for a solicitor and you're trying to work out which one you should use, ignore the cheapest. Don't go for the cheapest. I promise you. So the small to mediums are the best. I think I've always found the small to mediums to be the best. They're efficient. They're reliable. You normally get to deal with one person or at least one or two people that work together. That's what I've always found. The little smaller teams are best. But also, if you go to a small to medium size estate agent and ask for their recommendation, well, they are more, they need more communication. They need more efficiency and speed. They need more reliability because they, unlike the big corporate estate agents, the smaller estate agents will rely heavily on cash flow. And so therefore, they need to get these sales completed quick because estate agents don't get paid until the job is done. So they need a good solicitor that's reliable, is going to get the job done, but also more importantly, is going to enable the estate agent to, to communicate with their customer because the estate agents are business too. They just want to have a good reputation locally. They want to generate repeat business and they will only do that if they do a good job themselves, but they also work with good, reliable, communicative 
if that's a word, and informative solicitors. So if you can find a small to medium sized estate agent, ask for their recommendation. Now, it doesn't always matter necessarily if the solicitor is directly local to you. I know some really good solicitors that are based around the country because you don't have to go into solicitors nowadays. You could do pretty much everything remotely or via post. The reason I like local is just that comfort in knowing I can knock a door if I need to. I can go around and see the solicitor if I need to. I can bypass the post if I need to just by going to the solicitor, signing a document, giving documents, it just speeds things up if I need to speed things up. But don't be put off by a small to medium size solicitor that's out of area as well. I think the rules still apply, the same rules. You have to be able to communicate with them fast and easily. You shouldn't have to leave tons of voicemails just to get one phone call back in three days. It doesn't work for me, that. And I think it's the same for anybody who's bought a property. You want to be treated like a customer. You're paying a lot of money for this service. So definitely try and find a small to medium sized local agent and see who they recommend. Um, you'll also find as well, by the way, just to add in a point here, that the small to medium sized estate agents will have, the, if you're buying through a small to medium sized estate agent, they will have more influence with that solicitor. They'll probably get treated with more priority as well, because if they're a local solicitor and a local agent and they're passing a lot of business to each other, then that will mean they'll get priority because it's a business at the end of the day. And businesses need customers. So if an estate agent is passing customers to a solicitor, then the solicitor wants to look after that estate agent. So if you've got a small to medium sized local estate agent that you're buying from, then I would say nine times out of 10, go with their solicitors. Now, I'm going to make a little caveat here. You can't get it right 100% of the time. And that's not just with solicitors. That's with all business. There is no business on the planet that satisfies 100% of their customers 100% of the time. It's impossible in the business world. So if you read through reviews and, I don't know, they've got four out of five stars and they've got 250 reviews and the first one you see is a terrible review, Okay, don't worry about that too much. If they've got 250 reviews and 50 of them are bad, well, that means 200 of them are good, and that's a good ratio. That means they've got 80% positive reviews. I'll take that in business. You show me another business that has better than 80% positive reviews with hundreds of reviews. But anyway, so have a look at the reviews, but don't just concentrate on the bad ones. Look at the ratio between good and bad. That's a good way to look at it. Now, here's a warning. Buyers tend to get the second recommendation. Now, estate agents are going to hate me saying this. I make no apology. I like to just say things. I like to just give people the actual truths rather than, you know, bullshit around a load of crap that doesn't mean anything. Buyers tend to get the second recommendation. And that makes sense. If you're a business owner, you will totally get this. If you've got a seller, if you're an estate agent, you've got a seller. That's your paying customer. That's the one that pays you the bill at the end of the, at the, end of the process once you've provided the service. So therefore, the, the solicitor that you're closest to would probably be recommended to the seller for a number of reasons. First of all, if you're closest to that solicitor, they're going to get the recommendation to the seller who is your customer. But second of all, the estate agent will have met the seller first. 
So therefore, you as the buyer, if you're getting a recommendation from a, an estate agent and the seller is using the estate agent solicitor too, you as the buyer are probably going to get the second recommendation. Now, that's not a bad thing, but I'm just saying you're probably not going to get the first recommendation. So here's a quick tip. Ask the estate agent if the seller is using the recommended solicitors as well. If they are, you can't have buyer and seller using the same solicitor. So if they are using the estate agent solicitor, you're getting the second recommendation. The next thing I'll say about solicitors is build a relationship with them. If you're recommended a solicitor and you've done all the things I've just said, you've looked at reviews, you've worked it out logically, you've been recommended by an estate agent and you start working with them and you find them okay, build a relationship with them because you'll want to use them again. You'll want that to be your solicitor for every single purchase you make. I promise you it will go in your favor because what happens next time, they already know you. They already have your information, your details, your ID, all of that sort of stuff, and they know you. So the way I do that, there's a number of ways, actually. First of all, I look after my solicitor. I treat them well. And when we complete a job or a purchase or whatever, or a company acquisition or a sale or anything like that, I, I buy them something nice because they've really helped me. And I promise you, a solicitor is worth their weight in gold in gold. It can it can be the, the difference between you buying an absolute pile of rubbish or something good that's going to be in your interests to buy. But I'm going to repeat another tip as well. Don't compare fees. This is the tip I want to leave you with here. Don't compare fees. Comparing fees with solicitors, in my opinion, is the worst thing you could possibly do. Now, I don't mean you should just go for the most expensive and go with that. And I don't mean you should go with the cheapest. I think you should avoid the cheapest. The most expensive has to be the most expensive for a reason. But somewhere in the middle, I think, is safe. And also, you could probably talk to the estate agent and find out what sort of prices the solicitors are charging that they're recommending. Get some idea beforehand. And a good solicitor should be able to give you a schedule of fees before you even instruct them. So hopefully those tips work for you. And oh, by the way, look, if you want me to just connect you with my solicitor, then I'm more than happy to do so. Uh, they're, they're based near me, but they operate around the country. So um, it's up to you. Uh, just email me, tom at pinkstreet.co.uk, or you can just drop a comment below or send me a message through my Facebook page. Uh, don't forget to get onto my YouTube channel. That's where a lot of the good stuff's going to be. And if you haven't tuned into my podcast yet, The Anonymous Landlord, then do it. Hopefully that helps you choose a good solicitor. Again, if you want me to connect you with mine, just let me know. Otherwise, go and get yourself a good solicitor. And let me know, comment below about what, what is a good solicitor in your opinion, or if you've had a bad experience with a solicitor. I bet it's all around communication. That seems to be the number one reason why solicitors fail. They seem to just not bother communicating or take too long to communicate. And when you try and communicate with them, it takes them ages to respond. They're bad solicitors, in my opinion. This is the most stressful thing you can do. I can't remember where on the list it, it, it comes, but apparently buying a property is one of the most stressful things you can do. And if your solicitor is not able to be contacted easily and quickly, then that just adds to that stress. For not just for the buyer, but for the seller as well, and for the estate agent. I know everybody says they hate estate agents, but they're just a business. They're just human beings trying to do a job. 
So anyway, good luck choosing an estate. Uh, <laughs> estate good luck. I keep doing it. Good luck choosing a solicitor. Speak to you all later. Take care. Thank you for joining me and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. But before you go to the next episode, I really want to hear from you. Just search Tom Sohn on any social media or just email me tom at pinkstreet.co.uk. I'd love to know your thoughts on this episode. And if you need any help with your own situation, just get in touch. I'll answer every email and every message I promise. Anyway, see you in the next podcast and remember, Being a landlord is hard. Being an anonymous landlord is easy. Invest, enjoy, repeat, and grow.